I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Welcome back to the Kate and Mike Show. This is Kate. This is Mike. All right. So before we dive into today's topic, which I'm super excited about, it's like a meaty topic. We're going to be talking about illness, illnesses, large and small, and the opportunity within them. So I feel like this is a topic that is Mike and I look at it differently than a lot of other people out there. And when I talk to people, I realize that my fundamental like belief about our body and how it works is really different than most of the culture. So I thought it would be a great topic to talk about. And this was Mike's idea because it's been about a year now, almost exactly a year since your complete and total collapse last October. By the time this comes out, it took place around uh, October twenty fifth, twenty sixth of twenty eighteen. Yep. Yeah. Let's uh, let's do some listener listener reviews. reviews before we dive in. So I don't know if we've ever stated this before, but uh, you know, in the reviews, if you guys have a question for us, either just whatever I don't know about anything, feel free. If you're going to leave a review, this is a great place to ask questions. So we got a bunch that came in from the United States and then our next recording, I will go international because I've had a, quite a few people that have uh, said they have uh, left a review. So Great. this goes back to August, but this is a review from in August because we haven't really sat down and done a rec- uh, have completed a recording in a while. Well, that's because we've had a lot of guests. Yeah, that's Which what has I mean. been great. No, you and I together. Yeah. I love this podcast. This is from A Walk My Way. A Walk My Way. Walk My Way. Wait, what was the Aerosmith song? Walk This Way. Walk This Way. That's right. Love this one. Love this podcast. So, the take-homes are applicable to more than just business. Love their dynamic and realness. And thank you for putting out great content. Well, thank you very much. That makes me think of Billy Porter in Pose. Oh, my God. Incredible show. We are serving you podcast realness. Podcast <laughs> the, realness. The category is podcast, podcast realness. realness. If you have not watched Pose on FX, you can watch it on Amazon Prime, right? Yeah, we watch it on Netflix as season one and Amazon Prime has season one and season two, which we just found out about season two. And I would say like the first two episodes took a hot minute to get warmed up. And then by episode three, I was totally hooked. And it is a beautiful show about the transgender and gay community in the 80s. And it is heartbreaking and wonderful. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of camp. And I love that. Yes, there is. And Billy Porter's genius. Okay. By episode four, I think they learned about this little thing called a cliffhanger. And then it keeps you going to the next episode. So fantastic show. Love Pose. This is from Lindsay Nay Nalder. How do you say her? Right here. I think that's correct. Lindsay Nadler. Nadler. Kate and Mike are so down to earth and humble. Oh, well, thank you very much. Love. (laughs) Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Love the wisdom, authenticity, and everyday takeaways in each episode. Well, thank you very much. 
Thanks, Lindsay. Appreciate I appreciate that. Lindsay, I, I recognize her name yep. from the gram. We also have uh, Women's Health Entrepreneur. This review was left by them. We're just going through since there's yeah. some of these are short. And, and so absolutely love. This is a beautiful five-star review. Kate and Mike, I have been loving your podcast lately. Do Less has been on my books to read in quotes. So does that mean probably the books to read or the list that she wants to read? Because they're in quotes, right? Yes. That whole sentence was so unnecessary. <laughs> I know. Um, that was not actually part of this <laughs> review. That was Mike thinking out loud. Since it first came out and it finally feels like the right time to dive in. I love the correlation you make, Kate, between the menstrual cycle and energy for completing projects. This makes so much sense to me. I'm at a point in my life and career where I'm ready to up level and pursue my passion projects that have been on the back burner for a long time. We'll move them to the front burner. I love the concrete advice you give peppered with real life experience. And as a mom of small children and business owner slash entrepreneur, I know that following your advice will help me get to where I want to go. I'm all in. Big love to both of you. Oh, big love to you too. It's fantastic. Thank you for listening. And we will, we could stop here okay. after this next one. Webby log, webby log. We be log. Yep. Love these two. Beautiful five-star review as well. I found this podcast on iTunes and I have loved it. Oh, that's that's cool. Yeah. Random search. They are fun and so down to earth at the same time with such good business advice. I feel like they know what it's like to balance kids plus marriage plus friendship plus work in a really beautiful way. Thanks, Kate and Mike. Thanks well, you for listening. Are welcome. All right, we're gonna leave off. Uh, next will be Robin. So I'm gonna write this down. So then I actually. So for those of you who we did a listener shout out, send Mike a message at Mike J Watts on a DM on Instagram, and we'll pop something in the mail to you. All right. So now we're gonna get into today's topic. And for those of you who don't know, we will link this episode up in the show notes. We did an episode sort of we've done a couple of episodes chronicling Mike's journey with his skin and the real sickness that you went through last year. So if you want to get the backstory, the full backstory, sort of when we were more in it, you can go back and listen to those and we'll link those up in the show notes. But for today, I'm going to give the brief overview and then you can kind of get into like what this well okay before i go there i want to just preface this by saying our culture as you know the american medical culture believes that illness is somewhat random and it kind of just like comes out of the closet and gets you at random times you know so or that it's just genetically predetermined and it just is what it is. Like, okay, well, everyone had cancer in my family, therefore I am inevitably going to get cancer. And even illnesses like a cold or the flu or whatever, a lot of those are assumed to just be like, okay, well, this just randomly happened to me. And then there was a bit of a pendulum shift, right, with the school of the science of mind and a lot of the stuff around the law of attraction where a conversation began, you know, probably in the 70s and 80s about that we cause our own illness due to the law of attraction, like that we attract these things to happen to us. And I just want to say 
For those who take on the piece of personal responsibility around our health as blame or shame or this is my fault or I attracted this, I don't really personally believe in that. Here's what I believe. And I'm just going to preface the episode by saying this and then we'll give we'll give examples from our own life. I believe there's an opportunity in illness. I don't believe we cause our illness or that we attract it per se, but I do believe we've co-created our experience here on the planet with source, with the universe, with God, with, you know, whatever is larger than us as humans, as, as ego personalities here. And I believe there's an opportunity in every experience, including illness. In fact, I know this to be true from my own experience, whether it is, you know, what happened to me last week, which I will share in a minute talk about yeah where it was just a moment of okay well what is this here to teach me and i always ask because there are many things that occur in life that feel out of my control and i am a recovering control freak and i am a recovering person with anxiety i ask myself when these things happen which they happen all the time especially with two young children in a business and all the things i ask well, what's the assignment here? What's the assignment that I'm being given? What is the opportunity to learn, to understand, to grow? How can I allow this experience to expand me, essentially? Whether it is a cold that takes me down or being by Mike's side during his illness or taking care of Penelope that first year of her life when she was really sick, watching something going on within my family right now with somebody who's really ill, just really asking like, okay, what's the opportunity here? So we're just going to talk about, I want to hear from you, Mike, your perspective. So how do you, okay. So I just have a few things for you to clear, to clear up. So what about like kids getting sick? Like how does that fit into this this conversation? And I could you know, not, not like not right, like no, kids with colds, but we're talking like children, <laughs> you know, it's cancer, yeah, like leukemia yeah, or life threatening illness. So I could never say that I know the answer to this question because I don't think any human being I'll never forget this moment. Oh, my God, it was so funny. My mom and I and my best friend, Ellen, from high school. Shout out to Ellen, if you're listening. Well, Ellen, it's been a while. Since I know you on the podcast. Um, we were out to lunch and I'm sure, Ellen, you remember this. And I said, Ellen and I were talking, you know, like you do when you're 16 about all the big topics of the world. We were talking about what happens when you die. I think I said, or Ellen said, well, what do you think happens when you die? (laughs) My mom goes, my mom goes, oh, I'll tell you what happens when you die. And she gives this whole like very clear explanation as though she actually knew. And I mean, I love my mom and we have a saying in my family, seldom right, but never in doubt. That's sort of like the Northrop way. We're all excellent at being confident, even if we don't know exactly what's going on. So much so that we trick ourselves into thinking we know, even when we don't. It's a fascinating thing to witness. The whole family think they know what they're talking about. Yeah. 
Yeah. It is. It's amazing. And I think it's it's part of why we have a family of leaders and why, you know, somewhat that they've created successful, happy lives because we have confidence in spades. However, there's no way my mom could possibly know exactly what happens after we die. And I could not possibly understand why children get illnesses. Mm -hmm. However, I do know as the mother of a child who had an illness, not like a life threatening leukemia. So I'm just, you know, let's just be honest about that. I know that there was an opportunity in that. There was an opportunity for me as her mother. I don't know what Penelope's journey is and what her own opportunity is around her skin because we listened to this great video of Trevor Noah interviewing Will Smith the other night, and we can link that up in the show notes too, where I love what Will Smith had to say about parenting that we couldn't possibly know what another human being needs for their journey, including our own children. Mm -hmm. So yes, we're here to keep them safe and give them some structure. But I don't, for example, you know, he was talking about that his mother said to him, you know, you have to go to college because it's the only way you're going to create a successful life. And that was her belief. And that was her mindset. And that turned out to not be true for Will Smith. And I think that for all of us, I know I'm slightly on a tangent right here, but as a parent and just as a human being, like I couldn't possibly know what the opportunity is for Penelope and her illness. I couldn't possibly know what that journey is about for her and her soul. Very similar to when you were sick, you know, when you were asking me, like, what should I do? I said to you, I do not know. This is between you and your body and God. There is no way that I could know more information about what this is about than you. And there's no way a doctor is going to know really at the end of the day, because Mike was one of those people where he went to see everybody and no one knew what was wrong with him. So there's just no way that somebody else can be the expert on us or our journey. And we have to decide to be that person. And as our friend Chris Carr says, we have to become the CEO of Save Our Ass Technologies. And I think that is so accurate in every area of our lives, whether it's our health, our businesses, our personal lives. At the end of the day, no one else could possibly know what's right for you. That's between you and God. So my answer is I have no idea what the deal is with childhood illness. Okay. That was good. So can you talk about your experience now a year later, looking back at, you know, basically this week last year, and what you went through, because I think we've hinted at it a lot on the podcast. I don't know that we ever really, like now a year later, what's your perspective and what was the opportunity for you in this particular illness? For me to kind of figure out what I actually, how I function my life and how I've been disconnected from my body. Because there was a lot of belief, a lot how you started this. I never understood that with illness and sickness, there's lessons to be learned from that. Because if yeah, you, that's not a normal thing, it's to not believe. normal, right? So if you just let's just get some a little perspective. There's so much fear around for for my understanding before last year. I'll just kind of talk about because this is we're we're watching this happen right now, right? It's like it's it's we've talked about vaccines on this podcast before, like with what's happening inside in the in across the country creating mandatory vaccines for all kids like 
is taking place right now across the country that if you don't get these, your children's going to die. Right. And like people think back. So, and then there's, there's, as we go through and then it's the flu vaccine and the pneumonia vaccine. Like all I have to do is drive around the town and go by any drugstore and it's like, there's everywhere. So it creates fear. You turn on the news and there's fear around the medical. It's like getting medical coverage for, that's a lot of the democratic plan, right? That's what Obama was trying to do. And this has been trying to go for on for 20 to 30 years about getting healthcare coverage for everybody across the United States. Right. And so, which by the way, I think is a good idea. It makes total sense. Yeah. Like it's so, I had a conversation with my buddy like two weeks ago and he, I was like, yeah, it's like getting medical care for every single person in the United States. He's like, well, I don't know. But I'm like, dude, you're being an idiot. You know, like, it makes so much sense to have because I just finished reading this article about GoFundMe and this is all wraps into your question, but over 40% of all GoFundMe campaigns created are for medical issues. The majority of bankruptcies in the United States is because of medical and health. Like if we did not have our own source of income that we could choose to increase when we want to as business owners, we would have easily been taken down by both Penelope's birth and your skin issues. Yeah. I mean, and we could get health insurance, you know, uh, uh, you could. Yeah. But just the way we were currently set up at that moment when yeah, we correct. had health insurance with Penelope, yeah. like very traditional we health still, insurance. We still paid a ton out of pocket. We paid $25,000 out of pocket for yep. Penelope's birth. Mm -hmm. That is not something that normal people like. I don't know what I don't really know well, what I mean by normal, but like the average American mm -hmm. would be absolutely taken out by yeah. that. And we have the privilege of running our own business. And so we worked it out, but it certainly wasn't easy. And that's like, I just think about like, if you have, you know, let's say you're serving tables or you're working in retail or, you know, whatever you're doing to make things work with your family, there's just no freaking way you would be able to get through that. Right. And with health coverage, health plan coverages now, it's taking, it's, you know, we're moving away for companies used to cover all of these things. And now it's with all the plans changing, you're more responsible for your own health. Right. Like well how about instead of paying our taxes so that there are corn subsidies and so that there are, you know, that there's this gas budget for the, for the military where they're just like flying planes over the ocean, letting out the gas into the ocean so that they can keep their budget and their funding the next year. Like maybe we could actually pay for our neighbors to be, you know, to yes. get their basic needs met health wise. It's correct. Like to give birth to their children. Yes, it is. For example. Okay, let's rein it in, Kate. <laughs> no, but it's true. It's, it's wrong. It is and wrong. And I will say, <laughs> to assuage my anger about that, this is just a hot tip, which I hope you remember come you know, quarterly taxes due January 15th or come your annual taxes due April 15th. Now, I don't write those checks anymore because usually Mike does. But when I used to write the checks, and I certainly could be there while we're you know licking the envelope and putting the stamp... I intend that our tax dollars go towards environmental protection, infrastructure like safe roads and public transport. Like I intend that that's where my money goes towards because otherwise I get really caught in being mad and feeling 
disempowered around the fact that I am forced to pay taxes towards things that I don't believe in. So I choose to believe that my money is going towards the things I do believe in because I do know that what we put our attention on grows. So great. Okay. So back to kind of the opportunity and illness. <laughs> yeah, geez. The so it, it so my understanding of what it was to be sick and then have insurance. Like I always felt that there was like just going to the doctor was a problem because you got to pay for it. You know, so this is even when I, I was working at corporate America and I had great coverage through Philip Morris. And even as a kid, you know, you just go to the doctor, but then as Philip Morris, I would get these bills and realize they're massive bills that I ended up having to pay. So I just like kind of stayed away from the doctor and there was like which a very common, which is also creates fear about even getting sick or doing something right because you're afraid to get hurt. It's complicated, right? Is is so if if everyone had, you know, there's different there's positives and negatives about healthcare, but it's there is the ease and relaxation that takes place through the body that to say, hey, if something happens to me, I'm covered. Right. And yes, as a which business is a owner response. Right. And as a business owner to like, it's a big bragging right to be like paying, you know, so many people stick in companies because of benefits, right? That they don't actually want to be there, but because the benefits are really good, they're going to stick around. And as a business owner, supplying benefits to employees is it's expensive, right? It adds 10 to 20 to 30% costs <gasps> on to someone's like there was a, at, when I was at Philip Morris, in the management, they told me basically, so if somebody made $50,000 a year for their salary, they were getting forty dollars to $50,000 extra in benefits. So think about like a dollar per dollar. So if you're at a position of what, right? It's like... I have so many things to say about Philip Morris. <laughs> yeah, but it's... Just, it's Okay. So anyway, the basically the amount of benefits, like right as an employee, like that costs the company a lot of money. So as business owners, it's something we look at as we are, people are working with us, what we want to offer our people as well to be able to do that, because that allows them to feel good about what they're being. It brings ease to their system to know that they're covered. But most company, you know, getting healthcare coverage for your employees now, the employees still have to pay for it, right? It's not like we're, but no, there's very little companies right now that are covering healthcare 100%, right? So employees are still responsible for taking care of it. So this was like a lot of stuff of kind of how I came into since Kate and I have been together really. And before that, and thinking about illness and sick and why do certain people get cancer and other people don't and heart disease and diabetes, you know, there was a part where you, you know, if we're eating just, potato chips all day long or you know m&ms your health in 25 years is going to be really poor right compared to somebody that's technically taking care of themselves by eating a well-balanced diet right so for me going into last year illness is a lesson i realized there was a long time because it was about a year and a half of when i started getting these rashes all over my body and it started on my face and then I would go and it was it, like an element of a freak out. So if you think of anybody that's ever been sick inside of your or maybe you yourself and you think about something happened and then instantly almost it's like this panic sets in. It's like, what's happening? Right. And so which is I think is natural and it's OK. Right. Like if I'm jumping out of an airplane, there's going to be panic when that door is open and I'm looking down at the ground, which I remember when I went skydiving. Like it's the same thing. There's like a little bit of panic. But once you're in there, you know, in the 
once you move it past the door and we do the jump, it's a little bit there's we're starting to understand what we're experiencing and going through. And well, and what you're describing is the sympathetic versus the parasympathetic nervous system. So the sympathetic nervous system is the freak out as you're standing at the door of the plane. Yes. Then the parasympathetic, which is actually how I remember it, is like the parachute. So oh, cool. That's how otherwise I can't remember which one is which. And so it's a good analogy, the skydiving. Oh, nice. So we want the healing response is created by our parasympathetic nervous system, which is our body's rest and restore as opposed to fight or flight. So sympathetic is Mike's skin breaks out. He's itchy. He's red. He's raw. He's uncomfortable. He's freaking out emotionally as well. And then the parasympathetic nervous system is I am safe. I am calm. And it is what's really fundamentally wrong with our medical system, which we call our healthcare system, which is not a healthcare system. It's a it's a disease care system, is that we are keeping all of our patients and all of our people in sympathetic nervous system, which is fight or flight. We are keeping everybody freaked the fuck out, which is not a healing environment. So your body cannot switch into healing when it's totally freaked out, which Mm -hmm. is why mindfulness and stress reduction and meditation and yoga and being out in nature and believing in God or something bigger than ourselves there's so much data connecting those things to healing. And our friend Kelly Turner wrote a great book called Radical Remission. And she's out going to be out with her second book in April about her PhD data where she traveled the world studying cases of spontaneous remission in cancer patients. And a lot of the things she found were factors that turned on patients' parasympathetic nervous system instead mm-hmm. of their sympathetic. There so, were seven, right? Seven factors or nine? Yeah, I don't remember. But out of whether it's seven <laughs> or nine, two of them were what you put in your mouth. Yeah. what It was like supplements and diet and the rest were all psycho-spiritual. Yes. Because I believe it is because of this fundamental thing, sympathetic versus parasympathetic yeah. nervous system. And so what this episode is designed to do is give you some food for thought about how I believe just the or I know from my own experience, the fact that when we have something happen in our lives, yes, I will cry about it. I will be like, this completely sucks. I mean, I was not my best self, I will say, when Mike was sick. I'm not a great caretaker. And there's also that element of saying, okay, what's the opportunity here? Automatically puts my body a little bit more into rest and restore because it's asking a different question. And that different question is what's the opportunity for healing? And then we can find the healing opportunity as opposed to being in freak out, which is, oh my God, this is happening to me. I don't know what to do. You know, what's my diagnosis? How can I get a pill? You know, somebody else has the answers, which is going to keep you in total panic and disempowerment. Yes. Okay. So you're on the plane. (laughs) So your, your skin is popped. You're freaking out. Yeah. And I mean, this is to think about we don't have an issue, which if you can't agree that there's an issue inside of the United States of America with pills, whatever it is, like, I mean, there's there's a massive amount of problem. Right. So for me, I started getting it was September 2017 is when this actually started is I was like kind of freaking out. I'm like, this has to be to get taken care of. There's something going on here. 
So I went to see and I got some oral steroids and it calmed it down because I had a birthday party like a week later. And she was like, you just can't look like that. Like we got to get that taken care of. And so it calmed it down. But what I didn't realize in that moment that the steroids were beneficial for me at this if I was to do this all over again, I don't I'll just describe what kind of what I went through. I w- most likely won't wouldn't do what I ended up doing and I'll explain why. But it did calm down, but I, my regular day-to-day operation didn't change. So it was a band-aid for a deeper problem, right? And that's really what drugs are. That's a band-aid for the most part. It's a band-aid for a deeper issue, right? So you got to go deep into that issue. So that took place and then Ruby was born. And I still had kind of a rash from September to April when Ruby was born in 2018. And then I took another 10-day dose of the steroids and it somewhat calmed things down. But then I started taking topicals as well because it was getting really bad. And I can post pictures of this in the show notes. Also, I'll be posting more pictures around. If you just go to my Instagram, you'll see stuff that what I look like. Mike J. Watts, for those of you that don't are not, we're not friends on Instagram. But, and then what? Is that funny? You're cute. Why is that funny? It'd be like, the, I, w- I was going to say like, I know, you don't, you don't follow, follow me. me. It's like I know it's weird. weird. So I like thing. the way you said it. Like, it it's was just sweet. like we're friends. I yeah. talk to you when you write to me, I write back because I'm humble based off the review that came in early. Right. I got hum- humbleness. I'm going to get you a t-shirt that says humble. Yeah. Humble. I'm humble people. <laughs> but uh, yeah. And so April happened and then. I was ri- got Ruby's kind of bro- birth. yeah Ruby's birthday and it broke out all over my whole body and then we moved during this there was a lot of stuff happening in our life of business we, we moved, moved nine months before Ruby no I know born. that but there was a lot of things happening and then it was after Ruby's birthday and the summer got really bad and my whole body was really getting covered with deep red rash and very dry and itchy and I was watching tons of YouTube videos and I was going to see these people to take blood work samples to make sure there's nothing going on in my system. And I really wasn't trusting what I was going through. I was trying to find a solution from seeing, I mean, I saw an acupuncturist, I saw a functional medicine doctor, I saw a regular doctor to do blood work. I saw a homeopath, homeopath, you know, just trying to figure out, I saw multiple dermatologists. An allergist? Uh, I did go see the allergen. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. But saw the allergen, you know, just to see all this stuff. And everybody gave me different recommendations. Energy healers, yeah, energy heal- healers, medical intuitives. Like oh, I just, there's no nonstop. But it's funny because it wasn't. The dermatologist ended up giving me a five week dose of these steroids that I've already taken two times before. Really cleared up my skin. I had ridiculous amounts of energy. I was Mike jacked. Comes in. Mike comes in. We're working out. He goes. Oh my God. I just was like, I can't believe I how much deadlifted. I was deadlifting in the gym. And I was like, honey, you're on steroids. And yeah. he was like, oh yeah. 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 I like, de- I like did. This is the why most athletes deadlift. take these. Yeah. And most I ever deadlifted on steroids. And my skin really cleared up after this. This was in July, June, July of 2018. And then I got off the steroids my skin started, the rash started to come back. And I would say the biggest thing is I've always, I, I've treated my skin somewhat separate from my body because you can see it in the mirror and it's different than like what's going on inside. Like you can't really see your body inside. Right. That your skin is your body's visible organ. Correct. So the way I just kind of visualized it, it's like, oh, my skin's itchy. 
And it's like, no, I'm itchy. You know, it's like, I'm itchy. Right. There's a fundamental yes. imbalance. That's happening. correct. So yeah. instead of looking at it, be about, I'm itchy, like a I'm be like, system. my skin's itchy or my skin's getting red. And so instead of saying, so that went, so the five week dose of steroids happened and that was around. And then my skin started turning a little bit more red again in September. And then I decided to do a Myers vitamins formula and IV because we were, I was working with this person and we recommend, you know, we thought it was a good idea to give it a shot. And it like helped my skin redness went down and I was like, let's do another one. And it was during that second dose, which was five days later, my, I left the place with ooze coming out of the back of my head. And so it was like the IV was, I, this shit is crazy. The IV was going in my arm and oozing out the back of my head because there was what? I don't know that it was like the exact same. No, it wasn't the same substance. Out of here. But there was literally like His some sort of cracked. My my skin cracked open. My head swelled up. It looked like he was a villain in a superhero movie. Yeah. Like one of those scary bald villains with cracked skin. Yeah. It was really scary. His whole head was sort of exploded. It was super swollen. And I had this ooze that was coming out and it would... And your mom called it. It was like blood or she called it. was like clear. It's like the clear Plasma? part of blood or something. I don't, know. I don't know. She told me what it was. But it, like basically it would leave my skin and then it would dry. And then my skin would lock into position of my head. And I couldn't move. It was like I had plastic surgery or I had a facelift and my face was stuck. And so then I would have to take a shower and I'd do all this stuff. So this all started happening in September, October. Uh, really end of September, beginning of October. And then came the time where I just stopped seeing people. I was just like, stop talking to people. I was like, this is something like I knew inside there was actually nothing wrong with me. You know, inside I knew there wasn't anything actually like a, like a systemic infection. Yeah. Like cancer or or I just, I, I was like, I knew whatever's happening. I'm going to have to go on this journey. You know, and it was it was a hard place to be. And even the, my friends that I was with and the, these fun, the functional medicine doctor I was working with had never seen anything like what I was going through. And so he was really helping me during this transition and this time. And then it happened where it got so bad that I wasn't... And I used to have to wear a winter coat inside the house because I was so cold all the time. Well, he dropped 40 pounds in a month. Yeah, my body was breaking. You know, my body kind of broke down and... Then I ended up spending seven days at Kate's mom's house. And I had this discovery when I was over there. Kate's mom was gone. So I was literally by myself in this And the chair. reason you were over there is because it was too hard having you at home when I couldn't help you yeah. and you couldn't help me with the girls. And right. So it, it just felt easier for you to be gone. Yeah, which is true. Which I'm still not, you know, I probably have some self-forgiveness work to do around the fact that I was just like, I think it would be better if you weren't here. But I know you agreed too, no, but- because there was an element of like, you are such a diligent person that like, if there's stuff around the house, like emptying the dishwasher or taking out the trash, whatever, like you want to do it. And for you, I, maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, but I know for you, like being here and not being able to do things was hard for you, right? Like there was an added layer right. of Maybe there's guilt, but the episode like that I just bad. did with Jason Rosario talked about men with achievement, right? Yeah. This is always we have to accomplish things. And so helping with two kids, you know, it's being on, let's say, laying on the couch and then there's two kids in the kitchen that need whatever they need. And then I can't do anything. It's not. It's also 
it's just not help. It's not helpful. No. And, and then it's harder. Understand. Part, Penelope didn't know what I was going through and she really wanted to be like, I would say 2019 Penelope's being like, is really likes her mom after four years. I think now it's like the place where she's like, Hey, I want to hang out with mom, you know, is what's happened this year more than anything else. And I think a lot had to do kind of with, to, I would say post that of what I went through a year ago. Because well, you think you had to get sick in order for our daughter no. to like me? <laughs> no, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Kidding. That was the whole plan. <laughs> Penelope and I devised a plan. I said, listen, I'm going to get really sick so you can like your mother. Um, <laughs> I'm the default. I was like what was left over. <laughs> yeah, but it's the same. It's the same when both of us travel, like when we come back from trips that it's like takes 24 hours for the kids to readjust of us coming back home. And so when I was sick, like it wasn't helpful to be here. I like, I don't feel there's no, I don't have any resentment or guilt towards you. So you, you know, you can do your process that you need to around that. But just so you have my understanding, it was very nice. It was very relaxing. Your mom's, your mom's house is a great place to heal. Beautiful sunlight. You know, I sat and I read a lot of books and I had, I did a lot of deep breathing and meditation and I reached out for help during that time. And I literally had this, what ended up happening is I was working with this guy, Bob Fritchie. We've talked a little bit about this previously, but I was reaching out to him and he's like, you need to connect with your creator, like whatever you believe in from the creator. So in this instance, we called it God. And so I was connecting with God at the, a year ago and or at least I was trying, I was trying to, you know, I think it's a, I'm running a 400 meter dash. So I'm okay. I'm connecting at the hundred meter. And I see you God. And then it's like 200 meters. And I'm like, I'm almost there, God, I'm coming. And then it's 300 meters. Like in my head, this is kind of what was happening. And I'm all right. I connected with God. I accomplished the 400 meter God connection, you know? And so it was it's like, this is what I was like somewhat in my head. I'm like, this is how you connect with God. You just keep you know, the whole shebang. So it got to the point where I, I used to have to wake up and I have to brush my whole body off because I had so much dry skin from the night before and it's so painful and I'm in the shower and I'm standing there and there's no water running and it's just me and brushing off my skin every single morning at your mom's house. And the tub is covered with dry skin and it was so painful. I was eating like a bowl of soup at the kitchen table at your mom's house. And I was, and I just said like, God, I can't do this. Like I need help. And I felt this cool wave of energy enter the top of my head and kind of shoot down the entire left side of my body. And I knew from that moment is that was the first time I realized like I have to stop trying to control this. You know, looking back, that's exactly what took place. Like there is no amount of control that I have that will help me heal. Like I have to just let go and to take in what is happening to me is for me. And that was the moment where I released that control to be like, okay, I'm ready to heal basically is what I went through. And from that moment, I started getting better, you know, not, it took a long time. And still to this day, like over the last month, thinking about the year anniversary coming up, it's created a lot of anxiety. I felt very anxious around it. And my skin is actually kind of popped up a little red and dryness in spots, et cetera that haven't been there for months and it's reducing. Like I can feel my skin's much more calm as over the last week. And it's just like, things are definitely calming down as I've kind of been talking to myself. I've been walking around and be like, you're happy, you're healthy, you're healed, healing. Right. It's like, this is, I've just been saying this internally. And, and so that took, that was about a year ago. And then from that journey, I had to spend a lot of time in bed. So I was, I came back home after eight days, seven nights 
And I ended up spending pretty much October, November, most of December, just laying in bed at our house. I'd come down, have meals or whatever, and help out when I could, you know, doing certain things. But it was a lot of me just journaling, going, explaining my, the, you know, it's putting my mind on a piece of paper of the process that I was going through. And uh, just like letting go is like realizing that I had to change. I I changed my entire life of the way I lived it. So you didn't change really anything in your external life, just to be clear. Well, no, I mean, I'm still married and I still have two children. Right. Yeah. What did change? So I changed the way that I was taking like my workouts. I did. It's like that changed. It's such a dude answer. I changed my workouts. No, you're. I'm answering the question. <laughs> the the my mindset when I would go into workouts instead of thinking I I get oh, this, is, this is my obsessiveness around things. Like I started, I went to the CrossFit Games. That was the first time I ever saw CrossFit, right? Without even doing a CrossFit workout in 2016. And then I'm like, okay, I can work out hard enough to get here. So then I started CrossFit. I'm like, okay, how do I get to the CrossFit Games? Like, so in my mind, I'm I'm competing at the CrossFit Games, which is ridiculous right and instead of just saying like i'm gonna go move my body because it feels good yeah you know, that seems pretty relaxing right but it's like no i gotta compete and i gotta win the crossfit games like that's what i would go into every workout with that type of and then i'm sore and then i can't move the next day but i go work out again and be and go harder so it's just not i would say relaxing and then, yeah, so it's like looking at workouts, I looked at how kind of I was eating, you know, looking at my food, what kind of intake I was taking there. So what was going in my mouth and like the activities I was doing, how I was approaching just being a dad and what, what it was like to how what kind of just my ways of being as a father. So when I'm with my kids, distractions, how I was handling whatever Penelope's going to throw at me that day, et cetera. But how I was showing up as a husband, what that looked like, how it was me showing up for myself in my life. Like, was I doing things that were st- like, I didn't want to do a lot of times. And was I just doing them because that's what I was programmed to do is just to complete things. So I just looked at all aspects of my life and, and then talking to, so continuing this race with God, right? we're on a 400 meters. So it's like, but I don't look at it really as a race. That was kind of an analogy. Clearly, if you didn't get that. So I just started to be like, what is God for me in this place, right? It's just like, how am I going to connect? And for me, I don't look at God as like some dude in the sky, right? Like, so I look at, at this moment, I'm looking at God as actually me, that I am there's just like a God inside is inside of me to help me. And it's like a guidance point along the way. So if I'm mountain biking on these trails, there's blue dots on the trees that show me where the trail is. So God is that internal voice inside of myself that are the blue dots in life that are helping me. And it's either, it's my job to either pay attention to them or to not pay attention to them. So when I started getting my face was, getting read this year over the last couple of months and then the anxiety was kicking in i was talking to kate about it and and before i would just internalize it and not even say anything to her but at least this time i was just like part of helping myself is just telling her is like hey i feel anxious about my year anniversary of what i went through is coming up and that is just starting there talking about it 
just like telling my just telling Kate is like a big deal for me. Right. And just like to say this, these things out loud that I'm struggling, you know, in this in this world, because I would say before we've talked a lot about struggling together, but in our relationship. But for me to voice what I'm personally going through has been a big deal. So and you know, what's really different, you know, being married to you, running a company with you, raising kids is that it's not like you were fooling me before. Like I would always know there was something wrong because you would be so grumpy. Yeah, so grumpy. And you would be so irritable yep. and you would be honestly unkind. So the biggest change that I've noticed in you since you've been willing to say when you're struggling is that you're so much more kind and you're so much softer and there's far less of the like, jabs that you didn't even know you were doing before. And to me, that was like in this internal pain turned outward. And now because you're dealing with that internal pain and you're admitting it, you don't have to lash out at other people unconsciously anymore. Yeah. It's a pretty big difference. Yeah, that's I I like that. Thanks. That was Mm -hmm. good. Thank you. Yeah, I know. Because honestly, like that was pretty. No, it was a problem. It was brutal. It was yeah, brutal there was to live a, with and it was brutal to witness you be like that with other people. Yeah, there was the book about male depression called I Don't Want to Talk About It. Mm-hmm. And it's this underlying like there's legit. <laughs> What's the book called? I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it. it. <laughs> but like Chris Rogan documents his he has very bad depression and he document, documents it and talks about it. Like and then there's this. So that's like legit depression that people deal with on a daily basis. And then there's this underlying kind of depression that's very mild. But it's this grumpiness that people walk around with and you can see it on the I, I mean, now I can actually see it on people's faces where they're just not that happy. And there's a lot of, you know, there might be some fear that's in there. There's a lot of things tied into that. But for me, that's exactly what it was. Like it was this kind of mild depression state that I was in. And, you know, I would like listen to people talk about, oh, there's so much, you know, it's like do this greatest thing to get whatever you want to find your joy and passion. Be like, yeah, shut, shut up. Like, it's like, what are you talking about? You know, it's like, so it would be kind of that type of attitude. And I've noticed that in myself, like I find a lot more joy just being with our kids. I'm not as distracted for like, I definitely still get distracted, but it's to think back like this morning we made breakfast for the kids and I would always be in a rush to kind of get them out the door so I can get my day started. And yes, that still happens, but it's much more enjoyable for me. Like, you know, it's like, oh, getting the lunch prepped and there's still stuff that goes on. But yeah, it's it's a it's just kind of like chilling, chilling out. I mean, well, I think it's the realization, too, that this is life. Right. Right. Like that's life. Yeah. Getting lunches made and getting the girls dressed and getting them off to their day is our life like waiting until we've made a certain amount of money in our business or it doesn't you have some yeah. sort of accomplishment checked off. That's not, it's not like our life will start then. And I think that that's the illusion that I certainly get caught in. And I know other people do too, yes. of thinking my life is going to be happening later. I just need to get through this current thing that I'm doing. And when we live that way, we miss out on the whole point, the whole thing. And that was a big thing for me to realize during this time over the past couple of years, really, the the reason I started this business 
is very present in my life right now, right? I'm not flying private. That was one thing, right? You know, it's like, but that's one materialistic item. But like the deep down item or the deep down feelings of why I wanted to start my business is legit happening. Like I am at home with my kids. I see them every single day that I'm around, right? It's that I'm not traveling or whatever. Or we're not traveling. And that's the reason, like that was the core number one why when I started my business, but I never thought it was good enough. You know, I never expected that to be. And so when it happened, I never really took it in. And it, I think what for me getting sick, it really kind of made that very abundantly clear to be like, oh, recognize what the good we already have. And then, you know, everything else will kind of come later. But it was... For me, it was the process and I stopped seeing doctors like I was at my worst state where if you're an older human being like, and you know, they, they worry about with seniors, older adults or babies, if they went through what I go through, they end up in the hospital. And right, so because you get an infection, because I was so depleted and they worry about dehydration or infections or things like this. And with what I was going through and they would just, the, the way they do is they put you back on steroids to clear up your skin. And what I was kind of going through also is a steroid withdrawal, which takes place is that now the more research I've done on this is actually, this is documented, but no one told me that this could possibly happen. When I went to see my last dermatologist was in December of 2018. And this experience took place in October and I had an appointment that was like, it took six months to get in. And I talked to you about, it. I was like, I don't need to go to this. And you're like, just go, just go see. And the guy wanted to put me back on steroids to help clear up my skin. But there was no conversation about the pictures I showed him from October to what I showed him in December. My skin drastically improved and I was much better. But he never asked me, like, what have you done? It was just like, oh, yeah, you get better. You're going to go on these. You need to go back on steroids to clear yourself up. And I said, well, could what just happened to me in October happen again? And he's like, it's possible. And I'm like, I'm not going through that shit again. Like, I'm not going back on these things. And I knew at that point, I knew walking in, I was very clear on what I needed to continually do in my life. And the biggest thing that was a big shift for me was recognize that for myself, but also the medical mediums, Anthony Williams stuff. Because people told me to check his stuff out with what I was going through. And I kind of brushed it off. And But I opted in on his website. And it was the first thing that I saw that gave me I like really felt hopeful because he gave 32 audio downloads. I listened to every single one of them within a day and it gave me hope that there was an end to what I was going through. And that's the parasympathetic nervous system. Yeah. So that was in this process. It was just, it really during this entire experience was that I was the solution to my issues, yeah. you know, and even to, and so for the next from October till I would say my legs, I had two spots on my legs that took a really long time to clear up. The rest of my skin was pretty clear, but I had my left inner leg and my right the behind my knee area. And I can still, my right knee, I can feel it right now just talking to it. It's not, visually there's nothing there anymore, but I can just feel that little spot right now as we're talking about it. But those took a long time to heal, you know, and those, that was the first kind of two that popped and it was the last two to really go. And... It just, I just gave myself a lot of wiggle room to be like, this is going to take a while. And I mean, that was a, like credit. You were kind of started that whole process because we would go to bed 
and I would talk about like, okay, if I can get this thing done tomorrow, you know, and it's like this one thing more to do tomorrow. I know I'm on my way to healing. And you're like, well, how about you go to bed asking yourself how did you, you felt today? And it was much different from what can I accomplish today attitude. And we, we, I saw great people that we still see today to help us with health things that are happening oh, yeah, in our life. yeah, you can absolutely. And it was, and so the biggest, like we talked about the sympathetic versus parasympathetic and the medical system and all thing. If you're going to see someone that doesn't make you feel good by the time you leave there, that, do, that you don't feel like has your back. Or find, listens to you. Yeah, or listens to you. You find someone else to work with. It's just like employees, the right? The doctors like, work for you. Yes, they do. You don't work for the doctor. The doctors work for you. In the system, like if I wanted to change doctors inside. So we have like these big hospital conglomerate deals here. And if I want to change, then I got to ask the doctor to switch me to the new doctor. And, you know, that's okay. You know, you just... It's like... They, your job is not to take care of your doctor's yeah. feelings. And I, we're not. That's for damn sure. The episode, this purpose of the episode is not to trash doctors, not right? At it's all. like, we're, so don't, if you think that's what's happening, it's not. But this is no different than me going to a car wash and the guy that washed my car this morning sucked. Yeah. Or like you get a terrible meal at that restaurant. Yeah. Like you can send it back. Yes. And it's like, I'm going to go to a different car wash, right? It's so. There is tons of people to help you on your journey, whether that's therapists or acupuncturists or whatever that is. And so it is, it just, for me, I had to make sure I'm surrounding myself, just like as we're building a company, we want to surround ourselves with individuals inside of our company that want to help us grow the company and be a part of what we're, our actual movement is. And so it's the same thing when we take, we treat, I treat my body now and I have for a long time, but like a business, like it's my business. This, my body is my business. And it's for me to surround myself with individuals who want to support my business and myself. And like, if my wife, like if Kate was not here to help me grow and support me, like, why should I, I'm not going to be with Kate. Like if she makes me feel like crap, right. As a partner in relationship, it's like, I'm going to support rest around myself with people that are supporting me along my journey. Yeah. So that was like a much bigger story in terms of a bigger health issue. Last week, I got back from my retreat with our high-level program women, and I completely collapsed for two days. And that happens, right? People get a cold or It happens to you. Or whatever. It is one of the most fascinating things I've ever seen in my entire life. I've never seen anyone else do this that... I'm sure people do this, but it, I think for me to recognize it. Well, can I describe why? No, it's well, it, this does happen. Yes, we're not aware of what's actually taking place. Go ahead. So I am a very psychosomatic person, meaning, I mean, I feel we are all psychosomatic, meaning that our illnesses are connected to our emotions and our spiritual lives and our belief systems. But mine is like so direct. So. Yes. For example, several years ago, Mike and I were living in Phoenix and I was flying to New York to go speak at my friend Megan's reveal conference at Urban Zen in New York City. And it was a really big deal for me and it was a really big up level. And do you remember you dropped me off at the curb at the airport and I promptly ran over to the trash can and threw up up. and then was like, well, I'm going to get on this flight. And I just thought it was this freak thing. 
because sometimes I get car sick and I was like, okay, I'll be fine. I'm also one of those people that like throwing up isn't that big of a deal. So I was like, okay, well, that was weird. But yeah, Kay throws up a lot. I got my flight. I proceeded to get on the airplane and have to spend the entire flight on the airplane bathroom floor because I couldn't get I couldn't move far away from the toilet because I was throwing up the entire flight from Phoenix to New York City and had to be put on a wheelchair to get off the airplane. And which, by the way, like, anyway, that's like a whole other thing. But that was a very interesting experience. So and get put in a cab to go where I was going. And I knew at that time I was having a fundamental energetic shift that was an up level. This happens to me. This has happened to me more times than I can count. And that's what happened to me last week. Like, so I go immediately to, wow, what is shifting in my being energetically right now? Because I go down so fast and so dramatically. (laughs) It's great. So after the retreat, (laughs) I could not get out of bed for a full 48 hours. Yep. I slept like 12, 13 hours at night and then like six to eight hours during the day and had to be lying down and had chills and didn't want any food. And many people would be like, oh, wow, I just got a really bad bug, which is part of the part of the story. But the other part of the story is I had just led an experience for this group of women that showed all of us a new level of what is possible when women come together to support each other. And I was operating really for the first time in a zone of genius for myself where I was able to show up for these women and help create an environment that they needed to thrive, which is what I've been doing my whole life, but doing it at this level was incredibly profound for me to witness Every single woman was like, I have never experienced anything like this. I have never experienced a circle of sisterhood like this. I have never come together with a group of women who I didn't know where I feel this close and this safe. And there was no pretense and there was no competition and no one felt the need to wear makeup or, and they were talking like this was a business retreat with, you know, six, seven figure business owners where in the environment out there, there can be a lot of like posing and a lot of feeling the need to position yourself and puff yourself up. And so to have created this and then the shifts that these women experience just by being in that room, just by being in that space. And I left and it was incredible. And my system completely (laughs) collapsed. Because I believe the opportunity there for me is that I was completely recalibrating my system to a new level of what's possible. And basically, my whole system set a new bar. Because now it was like, oh, now you're doing this. And that's going to require an entire reorganization on a cellular and energetic level. And it's going to make you really sick for a couple of days as old patterns leave your experience and leave your system. And then I had some incredibly important conversations in the days following where I realized ways of being that I was not. So, so at that retreat, 
I was absolutely being my best self. I was not backing away from my value. I was not backing away from my power. And I was being my best self so these women could be their best selves. And basically, I came home and everything that was not that had to leave my system. And anybody who's gone through a detox reaction, right, if you if you quit coffee, you might get a headache for a couple of days. If you've done like a candida cleanse, there is a yeast die off that feels like the flu. To me, it was kind of an energetic die off of toxic patterns that are no longer serving me. And it's deeply uncomfortable. But for me, going through that, being in bed for two days, almost three days, feeling awful, like I literally was like, (laughs) oh my God, never going to be able to run my business again. Never going to be able to, I'll never exercise again. I'll never be able to eat a meal. Like, I mean, I really get it. And I know other people do this where it's like so bad. It's like, well, this is my life now. I don't know how, you know, like I'll never be able to make dinner for my children. Like I was, I'll never be able to put a load of laundry in. I mean, it was really extreme. This is how the whole thing started. I just, Kate came home and I said, can you make dinner? for us and she was just like oh my body's collapsing i can't you know <laughs> just kidding that's not what happened but i no, did I make know. it very clear that i was not up for making oh dinner. no i didn't do that right um, away we got thai takeout yeah. um anyway so it was very so do sometimes we just get a cold or get food poisoning or whatever i want to say yes and no yeah i actually believe that there is an opportunity in every single time our body goes down for an energetic release, for a new pattern, for an up level, for a lesson or something. I really do believe that. I don't believe we cause these things or that we bring them upon ourselves per se, but I do believe there's an assignment if we're willing to take it. And it was amazing to witness you take the assignment of your Mm -hmm. skin in 2018. And I'm so grateful that you took the assignment because plenty of people don't. Because taking the assignment is more complex than deciding that your doctor is in charge of your body. Yeah. Or someone else. Or someone else. Now, this, of course, does not mean that great health professionals can't be on your team. Like we said, we have a wonderful healthcare budget that we spend on wonderful healthcare professionals, including MDs and other folks. So we're all about it. We're all about healers. But Basically, whatever you're going through right now, whatever your family might be going through, what's the opportunity? What's the assignment? And this is not something anyone else can tell you and you can't force it to come. Sometimes you won't know until later. Oftentimes, you won't know what the assignment was until after. Like when I was having that massive sickness traveling from Phoenix to New York City, it's not like in that moment I was like, oh, here's what's happening in my body. It wasn't until 48 hours later after I had given the talk of my life and my future editor had offered me a book deal from watching that experience, watching that, I realized, oh, that was my body purging whatever was not coming with me in this next level of my career and my impact. And so... That's really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Change is uncomfortable. Yeah. And we're talking about two things that are pretty dramatic, but I mean, there's something to 
even we're right now we're recording this in Maine. We are supposed to be in California. Like we're not supposed to be right. But our, we had our plans, our plans were to be in California on a 10 day road trip with our girls in an RV. And, you know, it's like when I think back to us planning this event, even two months ago or a month ago, if I would have checked in with myself, I would have said this is not a good idea. You know, in theory, it sounded like a great idea and it sounded so much fun, which there was. I think it was more like 51% not a good idea, 49% was a great idea. And what ended up happening, Kate came back, she, you know, was taken out for two days and then everyone else in the family started getting sick. So it got to the point where I don't think like retrospect, I think if I would have just told you like a month ago to be like, you know what, I don't think this is a very good idea. I don't think I would have gotten sick. Because I would have listened to myself over a month ago to actually state what I really wanted. And the truth is, I wanted to just stay here. You go do your speaking gigs because you leave tomorrow for California. And then we come back. So it's like even something as simple as that. So we canceled our trip to California right before we were supposed to leave. The entire family went down, right? And so it was like, and we're doing much better now. But it was, it's just listening in these moments because you ever think of like and i think a great way that i started thinking about it from this way if this is like completely foreign to you as we go through this is when you go out because a lot of times we'll think of things at home let's just say we get it we're about to get in the car and we'll be like oh i should bring this umbrella you don't know why but it like clicks in your head to bring an umbrella and then you go down the street 25 minutes and there's downpour happening and be like, oh, I could have listened to myself back there. That would have been smart. You know, or I thought about or the saying is like, oh, I, I thought this already. And then I didn't listen to to myself. And it's just like even in those start those moments where I'm really checking in now and I start recognizing and paying attention to what my body's actually telling me. And it's about for me to actually if I'm actually listening. To yeah. And like taking action on the thing you knew to do that you got the message to do correct even if it doesn't necessarily make logical sense i mean that's why mike and i are here married yeah because i got this little voice inside me that said invite mike watts to drive across the country with you and i was like that's weird he's basically a stranger yeah but i did it anyway with no intention, it's not even like I was doing that because I was like, oh, this is going to be romantic. I literally didn't know why, but that's what the voice said. Yep. So I did it. And here we are. And if you didn't. I don't know what I would be doing. You'd be, be still doing. living with your mom. <laughs> I wasn't living with my mother after high school, for the record. <laughs> I, I know. You were on your way. You were on your way back to... You were just back to drop your stuff off. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows where we would be. I know. I mean, it's I true. do. Yeah. Anyway. So thank you so much for taking this journey with with us. We know that the ideas that we're presenting, a lot of them are counterculture. And listen, it's easier to believe that someone else is in charge of your health. It is way easier to not take responsibility for your own body. But the gifts are so tremendous when you do decide that you are actually the one in charge. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you're in control. Right. But it does mean you're in charge. We're and not being in, control, in control and being in charge are two different things. Right. And but it's when a... you're in charge, when you know that you are the one in charge of your body, that activates the very thing you need to heal, 
which is the rest and restore parasympathetic response. So if for only that, like this is not woo-woo, this is data. Our bodies need to be in rest and restore in order to heal. And what causes our bodies to click into rest and restore is our thoughts and our beliefs. And so if we believe that we have the ability within ourselves to heal ourselves, that's a very relaxing thought. So try it out. Try it out. I have the ability to heal within me. And try out, I have the ability to know what to do with my business, to grow it already Mm -hmm. within me. I have already what it takes, what I need already within me. It's very relaxing, which will heal your body and also open your mind to possibilities that you wouldn't have been able to think of if you're always operating in sympathetic fight or flight, because that's a closed-minded place to be. And that's why we practice meditation and mindfulness and deep breathing. I mean, there's so many things that we could do, which we could get into in future episodes about how do we actually cultivate the parasympathetic nervous system? How do we switch our bodies into that place more often than not? I can give a quick one. Great. You sit in a room, it, it, anywhere, sit in your car, sit, 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 sit someplace. Sit, sit. Sit, sit, <laughs> sit, sit. No computer and no TV and no phone. You could put a timer on, you could put it on your phone, but you put it on the other side of the room and you put the timer on for five minutes and you just sit there. No music. And you just see what it's like to be with yourself with no other distractions, no other sounds and not focusing on breathing. You just are sitting there observing what comes up, like the thoughts that come in your head, how, how uncomfortable it could possibly be. I know it is for me sometimes, but how uncomfortable it is just to sit with ourselves. Yeah. And that might actually activate your sympathetic nervous system for Correct. many people. Yes. But practicing doing yes, it that's will what I was, then get yes. you better that's at correct. being in parasympathetic. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So thanks for listening. This was a meaty episode. We'd love to know your thoughts. So message us, comment on Instagram when we share this post, comment on Facebook. Let us know what you thought, what you got out of it. Yeah. And we'll see you next week. Yeah, you could leave a review with your comment and that way we'll read it. That would be great. Happy healing, everyone. Cheers. Are you thinking about making a big investment in your business in a mastermind or a high-level coaching program or some other big ticket item, but you feel unsure about whether or not it's going to be worth it, how to make the decision about if it's the right thing for you, and how to even plan for that investment. Well, Mike and I have seen a lot of new high-ticket offers in the online business and personal development space, and we're excited about that. And we also want you to have the tools to make the best decision for you so that this is an investment and not a waste of money. So we're offering a free masterclass There's really not any pitch. It's just a public service about how to decide on and plan for making a big investment in your business. You can get it totally for free over at katenorthrup.com forward slash up level. And we're so excited to share 
with you three signs that you're ready to invest in a high-level coaching or support for your business, a simple, fail-proof three-step process for making the right decision about these investments every time, and the critical shift you need to make in your business finances to make the funds available to invest when the time is right. So if you are looking to make a big investment in your business and you want to do it right, join us for the free masterclass, katenorthrop.com forward slash uplevel. See you there.